Hey there. Hi there. I'm Carly. And I'm Jessica. And And we're we're gay. (laughs) Ta-da! Welcome. Welcome to this week's episode, which is about coming out. Yes, coming out all the time, every day. And every way. Yeah. Here we are. Okay, um... When when would you consider your first coming out, Jessica? My first coming out? Yeah, like, what's the first time in your life that you ever came out about anything? Hmm. First time ever? Honestly, I really don't remember. Coming out was, like, literally just a big blur of time. I think it's different for me since I'm queer, probably, than for some people. Okay. You're asking, like, when did I, like, officially come out? Yeah. I came out to my parents, like, a day before I left Germany on exchange. And you were how old? Fifth, 16. Just turned 16. So you were a fresh 16. How did that go? It went, like, not that good. <laughs> Mostly just because I... They just, like, cried. Okay. So that was, like, really uncomfortable. I, uh-huh. I honestly truly didn't really care how they felt. Right. And I think that probably played a big role in it uh, what motivated you to come out what made you feel like it was time it felt easy because i was like leaving for a year (laughs) yeah nothing so it just seemed like the best year that's a good uh, yeah yeah. it just seemed like the best timing because i mean i was like already it was like i was new in the stage of like knowing that i wanted to date women Mm -hmm. but i think it just always was different for me because i like dating like men too Right. At the time. So it was just like a confusing... What about you? When was your first time? Well, I think I was probably in like 7th or 8th grade. And I told one of my friends that I was bisexual. And then, you know, as years progressed, it became clear that that wasn't really the case. And that I was just gay. Um, and then I started dating somebody in high school, and I was 16, and, um, you know, people started talking about that at school, and so it became clear to me pretty quickly that I needed to tell my family about that, because my siblings also went to that school. Oh, yeah, true. Um, and it turns out you can't have a really public gay relationship (laughs) without people talking about it or your family finding out in the midwest um so i told i told my parents and my siblings i actually told my siblings first before okay parents that's weird because i don't actually know if i ever formally came out to like my siblings honestly i didn't really formally come out to anyone i think like i had sexual encounters with like i'm gonna say girls and boys because of being so young Mm -hmm. like at the time and so I think it was just one of those things where I was so shocked that my parents cried when I told them like for sure well I mean I just I came out as being a lesbian and Mm -hmm. I mean it's easy now because I'm in a lesbian relationship right so I don't really have to like worry about the queer aspect of it Uh oh but I just kind of always figured that everyone knew. But then when they started crying, I don't think they did. I don't think they did. <laughs> Why would they have yeah. known? I don't. I don't know. Just like lots of sleepovers with like the same girl, and you know what I mean. I don't know. I just like figured that they would know. 
or just like the way I dressed so like the way I present myself I feel like I've always been like a little baby butch okay and even I can think back to like third grade I like I was so into shopping at Old Navy but like for cargo pants like in the boys (laughs) section and for some reason like literally my family would be so mean to me about dressing like a boy they would just be like you look like a boy and it's just like I mean that was what I was going for so it was like a hard middle ground of thanks old navy dressing queers and cargos since 1995 (laughs) yeah oh my so it's like really interesting yeah so I just thought like I mean I knew you as a child and I never assumed that you were really not straight oh really okay that I was not straight yeah I never picked up that you were any kind of not straight yeah that's why I was just so confused but I think it's because in a town like this where there's like farmers and stuff like that people just think you're like a tomboy but it's actually hilarious because I'm honestly the furthest thing from a tomboy yeah you're very I grew up like people telling me that I was a tomboy but here's the thing like not really I hate contact sports (laughs) and I don't even know the rules to football I know, yeah. And I don't hang out with boys. And, like, I never did, really. Well, I think when people talk about a tomboy, a lot of times they refer to how they're dressed. Oh. You think so? so? I think the opposite. Like, I feel like people refer to tomboys when, like, what was that thing, like, the powder puff or whatever I wonder what the origin of the word tomboy is. That's such a strange expression. Yeah, tomboy. I, I'm going to look that up. I don't know. I want to know where that expression comes from. Yeah, we'll look it up and we'll let you guys know when we do. Yeah, we will find out and share the origins of the phrase, quote unquote, tomboy. tomboy. So weird. Which I never want to be referred to. Okay, so back to coming out. Um, mm-hmm. So you said your parents cried. Yeah. So is... is how did that make you feel I guess honestly confused okay in the sense where it was just like well okay so their take on it I don't know I mean this is just like what I assume and based on like things that they told me especially like my dad he was just like well I'm just sad because like I know that you'll get treated bad or like I'm scared that you'll be like in danger Uh, that was what my mom said too and honestly reflecting on that I'm just like okay well why would I be in danger is it because of something like you and possibly your friends talk about I don't think that that's fair I think that there's been a lot of instances I mean I don't think that I agree I agree with what you're saying saying, but like like, that was my first you asked me what my first instinct was And I was like, well, it should probably be me that cries, not you. You're not the one that will have to go through this. Right. So that was just really weird. And, okay, let's flip this conversation on its head. Yeah. What's the most recent time you came out? So that was the first time you came out. What's most recently? Mm -hmm. I think I'm bad at coming out. Because I just, like, never really do it. I just, like, make people assume. Well, I th- I don't think coming coming out doesn't have to be, like... Yeah. 
Hello, it's just my correcting name's Jessica. someone. I'm gay. I, that's what I'm saying, though. It's like correcting someone, like right. when they ask about. And honestly, I work on the phone, so I don't really correct people often. As in, I don't think I ever have corrected anyone. I just like kind of go along with it. Like your customers on the phone. Yeah, like at work. And then I don't like, tell my patients that I'm gay. In my, if they say something about my air quotes husband then I just yeah. go with it like you I'm not trying to tell 95 year old Nancy who I'm taking care of in the hospital like, right oh actually I have a wife yeah that's it's like on my on like, the phone like people would be like oh you, like your husband's so lucky you sound like such a sweetheart and I'm like yeah he really <laughs> is that hunk <laughs> but I guess I mean but like in Oh, you know what I think is a good, like, one of the most recent times when we've come out was that time at Portillo's. Yeah. You want to tell that story? Yeah, so we went to eat at Portillo's, you and me and Heath, and some guy that was working there, he just, like, came up to us and was, he was handing out coupons for free hot dogs, which I very much appreciate, and he was just chatting with us for a while, and, you know, he was, like, playing with Heath. And then, um, gosh, I can't remember what he said, but essentially he asked us if we were sisters. Yeah. And we were like, no, we're, like, we're married to each other. Uh, and you know what I just don't like about the whole situation, which I'm gonna actively work on changing, but, like, in this scenario, it was for sure, like, Carly was definitely, like, the one holding like a conversation with this guy yeah and it's just like I always have like gut feelings that things like that are gonna happen so I like try to avoid strangers as much as possible yeah or like I don't like making small chat with them because then like they do it and I just like lose it's I know that like I can't I shouldn't be angry but like it makes me mad like I feel anger like when that happens I don't want to you feel angry when people don't assume we're married? Yeah, because I'm just like, who are you? I mean... I don't know. Just... I don't wear a wedding ring, first yeah, of all. Yeah, that's true. And you do. So that, I mean, just like, if you're reading even traditional signs, like, oh, yeah. you know, it's like, you wear a wedding but ring it's and like, I don't. You would like... never go up to a man and a woman with a child and ask them if they were a brother and sister. It's just like, not... I mean, I hear no what you're saying, but it's just, like, if you see two ladies sitting together with a baby, I don't, I don't know. I mean, my mind wouldn't jump straight to, oh, they must be a married couple with a baby. Like, you know. I don't know. I kind of think that. Do you? Yeah. And like, I mean, if they look married, but see, here's I mean, the that's thing. impressive I though, because there's not really like, any lesbians. Pick you up don't see them all the time on family structure. I guess I don't know. I mean, you could see a couple out with a baby, and you don't even know that that's their baby. Right. Right. Like, exactly. I guess what I'm saying is like people. I don't. I feel like there has to be other ways of approaching that, and I would just appreciate it. Like, we shouldn't have to do the work, like... Yeah, I think that essentially you should just not make assumptions about anybody's family structure. Yeah, I guess that's what I'm getting at. It would even... What it makes me think of is being Mm -hmm. out, like, when I was younger, you know, and people would say absolutely anything to allude to, like, 
the fact that my stepdad was my dad, they would be like, oh, your dad. And I'd be like, that's not my dad, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's just like the same shit. Yeah, that's true, honestly. You just make assumptions about who is related to who and in what way. Yeah, exactly. You should just, like, talk to people. Or, conversely, you can just say something like, oh, you have, uh, you know, your family here. Yeah. You know, like, you don't have, why does, why do you have to say, like, anything other than that? Like, just refer to the group as the family and... Right. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. Like, just refer to it as the family. But then, like, on the other hand, I, I don't, like, I want people to know we're married. You know? Just like anyone would. Like, when you're out with your significant other, like, I feel like it's a normal feeling to, like, I don't know. I mean, we're different in the way where, like, I'm more into, like, public displays of affection. Right. But it's, like, girls, I, you know, like, couples that go out and, like, you can totally, like, obviously tell they're together? Yeah. Like, I want to be that. Like, a cute little family. I mean... The thing is, I think we are that. I just think that because kind of what you were saying earlier, like people just straight up do not pick up on it around here. I think I know, we could be anywhere else and people could look at us and be like, oh, you know, that's obviously a couple with their baby. Yeah. But. So I, I guess mean, that's like hard. Just generally speaking, the 55 and up age group in the Midwest does not look at two ladies sitting at a table at Portillo's with a baby and think, oh. I think even younger people than 55 and up. I know, but the, that particular dude was just in the 55 and up age range. Like. Yeah, but I mean, I'm just saying, like, around here, like, I feel like, or sometimes it feels like a dig. Like, when it comes from younger people, like, when younger people say things like that, I don't know, it just feels like a dig. I don't ever perceive it as a dig because I think I have more faith in humanity than you do. I just, I think that people make assumptions and people make assumptions about what the majority is. And I mean, you can't pretend like there's a bunch of lesbian families walking around around here. It's like we talked about in a previous episode. Like, I can count on one hand the number of other... lesbian families with children I know in the state yeah (laughs) you know I don't even really know know of any in the whole country and I don't even have the phone number of another one in my phone that I could call up and be like hey what's up this other family that I know I don't I don't know like here's a problem I've run into when it comes to like addressing this thing moral of the story there's there's not enough of us watching. I want to know, like, the other times that I feel like I'm coming out, even though it's not, like, directly. Hmm. Every single time I use any public bathroom anywhere. Mm. Like, seriously. Um, this might be a strange question, but what do you feel that you're coming out as? You know? I seriously don't even know. I'm still pretty confused about the whole ordeal. I'm only 24, so... Or it's pretty new to me, and I've only been, like, my true self since I was, like, seven, 18, more so. Sure. So it seriously has only been, like, six or seven years, and it still has never gotten less weird. Honestly, it's gotten a little bit weirder in the last few years. Like, the older I get, it honestly is getting weirder. Okay. Weirder in the sense is, like, more uncomfortable. 
Because mm-hmm. when you're younger, people are just like, oh, it must just be a stage. But now that I'm getting older, it's like, it's just me. And, and like, I'm more comfortable in it. Mm-hmm. So it's like even more awkward. I don't know. But it's like, you know when you, if you're in choir, you totally get this. Like, you know when you've, like, been practicing, like, all year long, your song. Mm-hmm. And then you get on the stage, and it's so hot. Sure. That's how it feels every time I go to the bathroom, there's somebody else. Yeah, just, like, a rush of, like, you're on stage. Yeah. Stage fright, almost. But just, like, knowing that you're being watched. That's hard. You should tell me about something that makes you really uncomfortable coming out. Oh, God. Let's get to the nitty-gritty here. Well. This is a very emotional episode. (laughs) Well, coming out is emotional, I suppose. Yeah, but it's, like, not even... It used to be emotional in the way that it was, like, shame... But now it's emotional in the way that it's like, what is wrong with you people? (laughs) Do you know what I mean a little bit? I think what surprises me about coming out personally is how often I have to do it. I feel like I'm telling somebody that... Keith has two moms, or that I, you know, have a wife, or just, I'm telling somebody that my family structure is outside of, I don't know, I don't even want to say the norm, outside of what, what they society want, expects. What they're comfortable with. Yeah. Theirs um, and, like, all of society. Yeah. Yeah. Collectively, I obviously. feel like I'm doing that usually at least two to three times a week or here's something interesting too so like okay I'm a nurse and I don't tell my patients that I'm gay and I don't wear a wedding ring because I don't want to and I never have so I just I don't wear one I don't know it's not like personal it's not some kind of vendetta it's just like and I don't feel any kind of way about it we're just like two different people and we do different things and so I'll start to talk about my son at work and then people immediately look at my ring finger and look back up at me and they just assume that I'm a single mother or something like that. Yeah. And then if I am bringing up my spouse to my patients, I'll say, I'll use, I'll use the words, I'll be like, oh, my, my other half, my better half, you know, I'll say stuff like that to allude to the fact that I have a partner yeah. And then they make their assumptions and we just kind of roll with that. Ugh. But it's you know, so I I'm doing that constantly. I'm constantly having those conversations and then for me people just like look at me and instantly just say like how. Because of like how I present myself. Like literally that's the first thing people say. What do you mean? Like they'll just literally be like how. Like, how do you have a kid? Like, did you adopt them, or... Oh, so people just see you and assume that you weren't the birth mother? Yeah. Like, automatically. Um, I get the how question pretty constantly, too. Yeah. You know, um, 
if I say, oh, my wife and I, you know, we have a son and I had a baby last year. Yeah. People do immediately jump to, you know, asking how we did that. Which at first, not not even at first, it's just like sometimes I'm in the mood to like answer all their questions. Mm-hmm. And then now it's getting to the point where like Keith is almost a year old. It's just like exhausting, honestly. Sometimes. I'm not saying all the time. And yeah, most of the I time mean, I appreciate someone asking. Uh-huh. But it's like I don't always actually appreciate it. If that makes sense. I never get like really like mad it's not or... that i run out of patience for it or i don't appreciate it it's just that i would just once like the response of somebody to just say like, like the oh, automatic my wife response and I had a baby last year for somebody to just be like congratulations for somebody to not ask would just be refreshing you know just that's one time what it is yeah it's just like that's almost hundred percent of the time where the conversation goes and honestly I think that's on us a little bit because we were so excited the first time around that like I think that we didn't get to experience that because we told all of our friends and family Mm -hmm. who probably would have been people that would have just been at first excited but instead like we approached it as like educating like our friends and family like right away Mm -hmm. I think maybe like the second time around we might get that opportunity Because, like, obviously our friends and, like, people close to us aren't going to say that again. Honestly, maybe even... I'm going to be optimistic here and even go to say, like, maybe even our, like, coworkers and stuff won't ask us the next time around. That's true, because everybody we've already explained it to, like... They know. They already know, so maybe it will be a different experience the second time around. and And just, like, the second time, since we're not really choosing to, like, publicly... Like, last time, I feel like we were very open about it. Right, and this we time, were trying to have a baby. We're going to be, like, a lot more, not, like, DL. secretive, but, yeah, just more, like, private. Yeah. I think that's good. Yeah, maybe I think so, it, too. Maybe it will be different because of that. I think, yeah. I'm going to definitely, I'm going to go and say that it probably will be. I guess when I was younger, when I was first coming out, when, you know, I was 16... I didn't understand that coming out was going to be perpetual. You know, I thought that I think when I was young and coming out, I just felt like, "Oh, I'm going to I'm going to come out and then that's it. I'm just out and I'm it's that's it. I'm out." But it yeah. literally does not work that way tell me more stories about people saying hateful things in front of you because of that oh yeah that just happened at work last week some people were spouting bullshit homophobic bullshit because they didn't it was in front of a group of people that didn't know I was gay and did not assume so and you know on the I do like that a little bit though I feel like a spy for the gay community (laughs) yeah a spy for sure For me, like, it's nice whenever I have long hair, people, like, hold the door for me and stuff and, like, smile at me. Like, more people than when I have short hair. I believe it. It's honestly, it's so frustrating. You worry about, you know, as Heath 
gets older and can understand what's going on around him, you know, how that will make him feel. Definitely. I worry about, you know, when when people walk up to us and ask us if we're sisters for the god billionth time, you know, I just, I I don't know what kind of an effect that will have on him. I, I, I just don't. hope he has the, like, <clears throat> I just hope he has confidence because I feel like that's something that I am lacking at this point in my life about that particular subject, but I'm working on. What like what about you? How do you feel about it? I just I don't want people to do what I know that they'll do. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how better to say that. I just I wish that I guess the best I can hope for is that you know people will be kind and not hateful towards him in any way. Or make him feel like our family is not right or normal or whatever. I think that we just can't control those things. And it's going to be something where the thing that we can control is... Like, I I keep going back to, like, confidence. But in a way, like, that's something that we can help with. And just, like, make sure that he's sure of himself at least. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh my god, that brings me to something that totally... I wonder so hard if this happens to you or if it happens to a lot of other people. I'm sure it does. But, like, whenever I start... I don't know. Whenever I meet new people... And one an example of this is, like, at work. Mm-hmm. Which I think it's because I work with, like, older people. Mm-hmm. Not even old people, but just older people. And you tell them that they're... Or you you tell them that you're, like, gay. Or they just, like, assume and then start talking about it. Mm -hmm. And they're like, oh, like, my my brother's gay. So I'm cool with that. Constantly. (laughs) My cousin. My uncle. And at first you feel good about it. But it keeps happening. It's just so interesting to me that, like, that's the gut reaction. If you tell somebody, oh, I actually am gay then the knee jerk is for them to say that they know someone else who's gay. I'm sure it comes from a well-intentioned place. Oh, totally. I think it definitely does. It's just kind of a funny universal reaction. Yeah, and it's just weird because it's just like, well... It's like I never assumed I was the first gay person you'd ever stumbled upon. (laughs) Yeah, except for, good lord, sometimes it makes you wonder. Yeah, that's true. It's my favorite time. It's chill chat time. We love chill chat. I love chill chat. I'm especially enthusiastic this evening because I drank caffeine at an inappropriate time of day. So now I'm going to be up. She's so wearing late. me out. I'll probably be up till like 10 o'clock. <laughs> You're a nutcase. I know. What do you want to talk about? I am in one of those moods where I don't want to talk anything except I don't want to talk about anything except the book I'm reading. What you reading? Bringing up baby. Bringing up baby. 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 Yeah, finally. I've read like certain portions of it before Heath was born. Mm-hmm. Mainly like the ones that you told me that I should read. Yeah. But now I'm like getting into it fully. Yeah. What's it's... speaking to you about it? A lot. Okay. I think, well, right now I'm on the section about like daycare. Mm-hmm. 
and it just is reaffirming our decision to have Heath in like a one-on-one situation in the United States. I it's so it's crazy to me that we don't have like more government funded daycare centers. Mhm. Honestly, it's crazy to me that there's just like there's so many people that are just underpaid because day people that work at daycares, they're not that that's not typically like a career track. Right. They're, so they're just paid, you know, like way too little. Yeah, I mean as I don't know anybody that does that job, but from what I've heard, I I think that's a minimum wage or close to minimum yeah. wage job. I think it definitely is. I when I was reading this, I don't know when this book was published, but it said and it was cited that most like janitors in the United States make more than daycare providers which I would definitely believe which is honestly more training too and it's just so insane that people pay so much for daycare but the people who are providing the daycare aren't making any money doing it it's like where's the money going Uh, yeah so frustrating it's very frustrating yeah I also found that interesting it's just making me feel like there's so many there's such a disparity in childcare uh, in America. Yeah. It needs a lot of work. A lot. So that's kind of where I'm at. But then there's been other things that have been touched on that I'm like really into. Such as? Mm, what were we talking about? The pause. The pause is such a wild. Oh, just taking a couple of minutes to observe your child when they're upset. Yeah, like it's an honest. I think that that's something that in the United States, like people do, like they hear a baby crying, especially like you know when you're at in a store, like in a restaurant. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I can't remember what it's like to be in a store in a restaurant. <laughs> but right. when you're there and you hear like children crying, and people like in the United States are just immediately getting agitated. Mm-hmm. Like, they want you to, like, silence your child. Yeah. But it's, like, in this book, they're talking about, in France, how no one expects that. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, children just don't... It it sounds like, from what she's saying, that children just, like, don't do that. Sure. That's interesting. Yeah, it's... I mean, I understand why people get agitated. If you think about it from a biological standpoint, we're hardwired to be agitated when you hear an upset child. You're, it's yeah. true. It's like oh, a survival I mechanism. It, but I think it's also a lot of people in the United States don't use science when child rearing. Oh, yeah. Because like we're such all. an instant gratification culture. It's just like... yeah. Like they give just them something want to make to them, and you know that's interesting too because I'm still working my way through the Conscious Family book, and what I'm reading about in that book right now is about how. Um, oh shoot, I lost my train of thought. Hold on, it's coming back <laughs> yeah. around. Conscious Family, yeah, conscious reading, family. instant gratification. Oh, it was. It's just talking about in my book that you're job as a parent is not to make your child happy all the time or even comfortable all the time that's okay actually that leads me to discuss like in this book I don't know if you remember I know it's been a while since you read it but it's talking about how actually you're doing a disservice to your child if you give them like immediate gratification because part of like being happy 
I, it comes from that theory like you can never experience true joy if you don't understand patience mm-hmm. like you can't be confident in yourself if you're always just getting what you want mm-hmm. if that makes sense I don't right I don't know if I'm explaining it like good enough but it's actually it's funny because it, it, it is talking about that in my yeah in the right conscious well. family it kind of explains it as like you know if you it's like one of my favorite Brene Brown quotes if you can't experience the highs if you don't experience the lows and so it's just like you cannot be expected to be like happy 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 like maxed out happy all the time that doesn't doesn't make sense and and you just won't be and you just won't be exactly life doesn't work that way so it's totally it's kind of like like when you're an adult and you have like a day where you watch like a bunch of tv and like it's great the first day like sometimes you can get like rejuvenated from it like watching tv and like kind of snacking or like eating bad Mm -hmm. but then if you do it like a second day in a row you just like start to feel like yeah, and then if Nothing's you do it done. a year in a row, then you would just weigh 500 pounds. <laughs> oh, no. And you haven't done anything that you wanted to do, and, like, you never... Uh... Right. Yeah, so it's just about how... And actually, I that really hit a nerve for me, too, because the poem that was in our wedding, it was... There's a line from that poem that was in our wedding that said that life is about finding joy in the ebb and flow and like literally finding joy in the intermittency of life yeah so just on those stages of life where you are in cruise control and there's nothing super exciting or super awful happening you're just kind of like for real right there and that's it's about finding your everyday joy there and so you know the book says that you can't give your kids everything and you they just need to learn how to exist and find joy in every moment and like totally and I think like that goes into play it it talks it's talking a little bit about like children needing to like learn how to play like by themselves and like be with themselves Mm -hmm. um just figuring out different ways to cope and like be bored alone Mm -hmm. not even bored but just like think about their thoughts or like come to awareness that's what it keeps saying in the book is like being aware of themselves yeah which makes a lot of sense because even I don't know like I think about Heath um in the book it's funny because they say like sleeping through the night is called doing your nights Mm -hmm. and honestly I if there is anything that we've done okay I mean I guess it's kind of late that I'm reading parenting books like 10 months in Mm -hmm. but thank goodness like I did tell you to read them months and months in advance yeah you did you did (laughs) and I can't remember okay I was reading the hate you give which was being made into a movie Mm -hmm. like at the time yeah that was really important do we have that book and then we do but I actually loaned that book out to Uh, who has it give it back yeah they're probably not listening but if they are yeah give it back give it back we i want, want to it. read it i know i don't think you ever got to read it did i didn't you? no well, we can always get another copy probably yeah and then what was the other book helter skelter the new yeah. edition of helter what skelter. a great way to prepare for a baby the one written helter by skelter. <laughs> yeah i don't know it felt like one of those things where like i couldn't read that book with a newborn so it's like now or never and it's like a 700 page book so i kind of and then things like started i don't know I started, like, 
slowing my pace and then it just turned into like being July and then we had a baby yeah and And then here we are but now I'm reading it and if there's anything that I'm glad that we actually like stuck to our guns on it it would be I don't like how old was he when he started doing his nights I love referring it to to he was most of the way through the night by six weeks yeah he would he would go anything it was just like a quick like a quick wake up in the middle honestly it was because of hunger right but he easily was on like four hour he was he was doing most of the way through the night by six weeks and he was all the way through the night by nine ten weeks yeah yep really interesting yeah and then yeah bringing a baby and then and now i'm i think i got to a part where it's talking about like their meals and stuff like that at the preschool at the daycare Mm -hmm. and it's like honestly i'm so worried about like daycare slash preschool like the next phase of Heath's life in the united states like i don't know what are you worried about what's right what's wrong well we're in the midwest so you don't really have like a lot of options per se because places that have i don't i hate saying like good or bad like good daycare bad daycare Mm -hmm. but like if you're looking at it that way then most of the time people would say i don't like a a, like a lot of preschools are like funded by churches right it's hard there's very few options in this community for non-church-based preschool even if the if you're the church is fine with gay people the families that go there there's gonna be some that aren't probably yeah high percentage i mean it's just it's not even about that for me it's just about like we're not religious you know so i feel strange about sending my child to a preschool that's run out of a church that i don't believe in that doesn't make any sense yeah so i guess that's kind of what i'm worried about like what so i mean if you're looking at non-church-based preschool that boils us down to like two 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 options two maybe three choices in town so and it's very expensive yeah it is it's just like one of those things well i think that's about it yeah that's pretty much everything that we've been up to this week we don't have many other plans. Nope. Right? No, Just it's getting too hot out. to have plans, so. Yeah, we got like a kiddie pool. We've been like laying out in that. I know. I got to empty it out though because I've been leaving the water in it, which was nice because it stayed warm, but now it's getting nasty because all of our sunscreen yeah. and such is watching off, so I got to. We have like a two week rule from now on. So we cover it with like a. Mattress, mattress protector. protector but it does need to be like probably drained every at least two weeks yeah it definitely does all right guys oh we got no the other thing that we did was we got bare roots a still bees right yeah we a did we're gardeners extraordinaires and pink ones. yes and three of them are taking off and one, one of, them... of them is basically dead but Here's I think that's thing. a pretty I, good success rate. Yeah, and I don't know if it's basically dead, because it did look like it bloomed a little bit when I went out this evening. 
when I went out this evening. Really? Yeah. No, seriously. Because I looked at I it this afternoon it. and I felt like it looked bad. No, it, it looks better. I didn't actually water it. I think that maybe it was too wet. Maybe. Truly. Because I think it's just like a little bit smaller than the others, but there's still hope there. Okay. There's I'll still on. hope. I'll hold on to the hope and we will update you guys next week on... On how they're doing. Whether or not the straggler is surviving. Yeah, one of them is really thriving. Not even surviving, just thriving. It's literally just going to be wonderful in a couple of months. I'm so excited. Oh, we found onions, too, in our yard. Oh, my God. Which we're so embarrassed about because literally our friend was in our backyard the other day. And she was like, guys, you have green onions growing here. And we were like, you're crazy. Like, I was we're like, the flower no, farmers. that's my ornamental grass. <laughs> like, I, cause I do, I have ornamental grass planted there, but I only got it last year. So I guess I just didn't remember what it looked like. And so I've been watering it and it's, it is beautiful. Like it's a nice flowering plant. And then Bethany noticed that it was fucking onions. And so it's onions. I dug it up. They're not re- they're not yeah. like real onions yet, but I think they're going to be. Well, what was it we were reading about? We're pretty confused about how onions work because they appear to be green onions, but actually they might also be No, like, I think that they're just straight up onions. I'm not sure. I know, but like I tasted it. I don't know if it was edible, but I tasted I mean, they're some of the definitely green part edible. and it seemed like green onion. Like I'm for sure going to make some pad thai with that. I don't, I don't know because it's already flowered it's already flowered and from what i read online it said that like Not basically no i mean you can eat it's still edible but it just said that once it flowers that it's like essentially it's just not going to taste as good i don't know i'm very oh. confused about the whole thing i don't understand onions and why are there flowers because that's how they reproduce they're edible flowers though we should find like a cocktail or something an onion cocktail. <laughs> Ew. Yeah, I guess that's true. There is a cocktail that comes with an onion. What is it? Mm. Oh, I can't think of it. Moose, or do you know? <laughs> Moose is here with us. Yeah, Moose is here. He's posted. He's not saying anything, just silently judging everything we say. It's yeah, he's cool. kind of purring a little bit. Yeah. Give him a hello, Moose. Hmm. Not much to contribute no, there. Not audible. Okay, guys. Well, we will keep you posted next week on what's happened with our onions. If the struggling astilbe survived, and if our sunflowers sprout, yeah, all sorts of going ons here. Yeah, lots going on, and I'm sure by then I'll have finished my book. I hopefully Carly will have finished her book. No, I've only read three pages of it this week. I'm, I'm not seventy much pages progress. into that book. And every time I read it, it makes me have so much self-doubt. It's bad. It's bad. No, it's like work that needs to be done. But I can see why you're going slow. Because I'm also going slow. Oh, you're talking about the conscious parenting book? Yes, the con- No, the bringing up baby is so easy to read. But the conscious parenting book? Yeah, it really does. (laughs) It, It takes a lot to digest it. Yeah, I'm dissecting my ego. Okay. Well, on that note, yeah. Um, right. we'll let you know how that ego dissection goes. 
Uh, let us know how your gardening adventures, ego dissecting, coming out, and other adventures are going for you. Yeah, happy Pride Month, everybody. Yeah, happy Pride. Um, you can get a hold of us at Modern Midwestern Moms on Instagram. You can email us at the same thing at Gmail. You can leave us a voicemail on the Anchor app. Or you can send up a smoke signal. (laughs) Yeah. All right. We will... Catch you guys later. Talk to you next week. Bye-bye now. Bye.